Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for our Patreon exclusive coverage of the Wheel of Time comic book series. We're back! Adaptation of the Eye of the World. We back! Oh, shit, I dropped my hat. I got powerful. I got a powerful voice today, people. I was just singing to little Willie Bean before we started recording. Actually, it was while we were recording. But... I'm ready to go. My vocal <laughs> exercises are have been vocalized. And That's you know beautiful, what? man. Before we uh, start recording, I just had I just made and scarfed down a pesto, a pesto penne mm. with some olives and tomato. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of my belly feels a little upset, so I don't know. Really, don't know. I don't know what direction we're gonna go in today, folks. Hey man, it could go either way. I I have just come off a three hour binge of editing our season three episode, so I have been in conversation yeah, for you yeah, yeah, all day, yeah, 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 conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with you. Listen, we thank you for your service, and I'm glad you do it. But I don't I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. You just do that part, <laughs> and you make the show happen. And the rest of us, just, thank just you. Go we will be thing. happy. Go do it. Go do the and thing. Do it away from me. Yeah. And make it good. And I don't want to yeah. hear about it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to do this because, man, it's such a it's such a good dichotomy we've got going on. We've got the book on one hand, and we've got this comic book on the other hand. And this comic book is a lot of fun. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a lot of fun to tear apart. And this you know, issue has a lot of things for me uh, that I want to talk about, and I want to scrutinize and tear apart because I. The more we're going through this adaptation, the more I'm just like. There's little signs of laziness across the board here that I don't there are. think there are some. There, uh, there are it's, some. It's frustrating. And it's starting to become a little more evident why they didn't continue adapting the Wheel of Time series into into graphic novels, at least with this team and through Dynamite, because uh, oof. Well, let's. Yeah. I guess let's get into big it. oof. <laughs> All right, so the very thir- first thing, as we do for all of these episodes, is the cover. And this cover, the first thing I notice, it's like, okay, we've got Lan on the cover fighting a couple of Trollocs. Now, before we get into the cup, uh, to the art, I did notice that this art, in the next issue's art, which if you look at the, uh, if you if you if you can find it, uh, the next I haven't issue's looked at the next. Is, I haven't looked at the next issue yet. The next issue's art is Rand at the table eating food while the Trollocs are about to come into the house. So the events that happen in this issue, while this particular issue doesn't on have the, the on the cover, you're saying the next cover? Oh no! Yeah. Look at that—he's eating a spoonful of mush. Uh, yeah, you're right. So That's these covers are mixed. These covers are mixed up. Because I guarantee you, the next issue that we go to is going to be the mm, land. I the I land disagree. Issue. No, I think you're wrong. I don't know why. I mean, we haven't read that issue. We don't know. He might be going... He, that issue, he might just go back right, to his no. house to eat porridge or something. That's true. He, and just restart but, the whole event from the beginning. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like that is nitpicky. Because with comics, a lot of the time, the the covers, you get a pass. The covers, you can kind of do whatever you want in a lot of in a lot of times. So even though this is... The Trollic attack has already happened. Skimming through the first few pages of that next issue, he's still dealing with... He's still dealing with the Trolloc attack. He's still dealing with okay. Rant or with Tam 
And okay, so I, I mean, I, I'll I'll give that a pass. And it's definitely not me- messed up, or it's definitely not switched up because it still it has the like the numbering on it and everything, and the UPC I know, but coding. It, just, it seemed it just seemed like UPC switched over or something like that. But if you look at the uh, cover B for this issue, issue two, I like this art a lot better than uh, cover A. And I thought I thought this cover B should have been the cover A. Uh, hmm. I like cover A. I like cover B. I like, I like both these covers. I like both these covers. I like Lan. I like, who's this? Narg? Or is this just a Trolloc? No, this is just a Trolloc because, spoiler alert, Narg dies in this issue. Rand slices him up. Yeah. Who's in the back? If you go to the Lan one, yeah. and then if you look underneath the font of Wheel of Time, who's that guy? I don't know. He kind of looks like an orc, actually. Just oh, he's a pig man, like... I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. And you know what's interesting is that even though he, this is be- long before the casting of the Wheel of Time on Prime, on Amazon Prime show, the depiction here of Lan does look a little like Daniel Henney. A little bit, yeah. And doesn't have a top knot, though. Now, is that like a thing that uh, Lan has in... Doesn't everyone have top knots? The world? Does it... Well, like, do, do, yeah, don't all the Shinarans all have top knots? Or maybe he's not he's not a Shinaran. A lot of warriors here, do. So maybe that's different. So maybe that's yeah. a little different. Yeah, I actually don't think that he has one. Right, right. But in the show, he does. He does have... Maybe that's just like a ponytail. It's a little bit... Like a well, little bit the show, you know... He's got Daniel like a... Daniel just probably looks badass with a top knot. And they're like, fuck. It's a creative choice. We got to do this. Yeah. He walked on and said, he's like, I'm wearing my hair like this. And they were like... Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of creative. You know what, everyone? I don't know. Th- I, I don't know. I don't know about that show. I've been looking more. I'm paying paying attention to a few more things, and I don't know. I got. I want it. I want it, it to be good. It's been. It's been renewed. It's been renewed already for season two, ahead of its drop date, ahead of its first trailer. Yeah, they let that. They let that slip. Yeah, I. I hope. I hope it's amazing. But I think Fingers that's also crossed. like Amazon just has money to spend and they just know that there's people like us that are just going to watch anyways and pick it apart yeah, I mean, because we got a podcast on. I've been I've been watching American Gods for the Neil Gaiman's American Gods for what are they on the third third or fourth season and that show and that's all Amazon and that show has mm-hmm. been rocky as hell on all sides of uh on, on all sides <laughs> on all fronts. <laughs> Because it's been some episodes are great, some episodes are not. Some writers writers come and go, showrunners come and go. The whole creative team production is switching up, and now I whatever they ended season that show, to be honest. Well, no, it's just had it's had so many. Uh, it's had a lot of delays in production and a lot of things that slowed it down. And mm. I think the whatever season just aired, the third or the fourth, they've got a great, they've got a solid creative team on board now and it's that's the best the show's ever been but it took a while gotcha and it didn't get canceled <laughs> is my point so hey man sometimes it just takes time what's another show that just took like four years to get good 
I know a show that took four years to get good. Well, there's a lot of shows that start good and get bad and then get good again. And then get bad again. Like Heroes. Yeah, like Heroes. <laughs> yeah, or some would say Lost. I mean, Lost gets good and it gets bad and then it gets good again. So take that, and the, the dicks. I think it gets. I think it starts off great and then gets good. And then gets there is a again. there is a low point. There is a a, a down point for Lost, unfortunately, because I I believe they were victims of the writers' strike in like 2008 or whatever. So it was Heroes. So it was Battlestar Galactica, and they all have seasons yeah. and points in the show where it is evident that all the writers have gone on yeah. strike. And I remember that with Battlestar Galactica, and they went. They, they were all like prisoners of the Cylons. Yeah, and in Heroes, season. I think they ended up in feudal Japan for a whole season. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then I, for Lost, I think I think it happened in season four, which makes a lot of sense if you look at season four. Yeah, yeah. A lot exactly. of people just killed off left, right, and center in that season. Well, needless to say, everybody. Pay your writers. Writers work hard to make your shit good. Yeah, make so it, make it happen. Pay us too. Will's a writer. Come on, pay me some money. <laughs> I work hard to make this shit. <laughs> so, other than the uh, the two covers here, and you get final thoughts. I do like the designs of the Trolloc on uh, cover B. I like it a little <clears> bit more than the sexy Trollocs that we had in issue one. Or the issue zero, I guess the the big large one that had the uh, concept art in the back, mm-hmm. and they had like sort of feudal Japan sort of look to them. Well, Although so kind of cool, I think big hulking Trollocs are the way to go. So that art that was um, Chase Conley, that sketchbook. Now he and he's the main artist on this book. So he did the his cover is the land one, the main cover, and then right. the the Trolloc one is Seamus Gallagher, who before, in the earlier issues, was just credited as Seamus. We can only formerly assume... Formerly known as Seamus. Yeah, formerly known as Seamus. <laughs> now Seamus Gallagher. We can only assume it is the same. Unless it's not. Unless there were just two Seamuses, and one was just Seamus. I guess You're going well, through <clears throat> a complete artistic overhaul between those two... Between those issues. He's like, you know what? I'm going back. <laughs> I'm now the artist formerly known as Seamus. Seamus Gallagher. Still have the same creative team. We still have Bill Tortellini. Bill Tortellini, man. He's making it work. So far, he's doing the best he can. Um, So going into the first page here and looking at uh, Rand and Tam's homestead, the first thing that struck me is that I thought for a second that this was different art. Like, I thought this was like a different artist again. That... And I went back to the last issue and yeah, they're the same. Like obviously they're the same, but there's just something, there's a different flavor of it somehow. It feels like almost it went back to kind of the, like the first few pages are kind of wispy or uh, the first few pages were still that kind of like solid line art style uh, that we saw in the last issue. But as it goes ahead more, it becomes more wispy and, I don't know. You know what? You know what I'm get, trying to get at? Like it just felt I think, like <clears throat> I think a I do, but different. I, I'm actually like I'm on board with his art at this point. That's the thing is I've now got I've now got the flavor. I've now got the like I'm not okay. I I wasn't really look I wasn't I didn't have that many problems with the art in this issue. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. It's well, I could I could nitpick at certain things, but I've sort of like 
It's what I've come. It's what I'm coming to expect. I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah, but I'll just keep saying the same things. But a lot. If you look through this art, a lot of the things that I complained about they are earlier, like a lack of detail in backgrounds or a lack of, um, you know, proper shading and and shadows. And instead, they were sort of like these lazy sort of. Uh, sketchy sort of cross stitch patterns in the background to just fill in dead like empty space <clears throat> and show shadows and all of this sequence inside of the house there's a fire going and there's like shadows all over the place that look great there's light on you know on one side of the characters a lot of the time that's clearly emitting from the fire not on the others like i think it's i think it's a lot of it's as if he heard a lot of my complaints over the first couple issues right was like, okay all right now I that's mean, just if you me go to the back to the first page outside like the we still have kind of like a generic background where it's just like blackish trees that kind of fill out and then kind of a wispy smoke but i get i i guess i get it you know uh, the thing that seems uh, the thing that if you're coming in as a new reader uh and if you don't read any of the words from this first page, there's no way for you to really tell the difference between this farm and Emmons field. And I think that kind of comes down. I think that's like my overall, I don't want to say complaint, but nitpick is that there's just a little bit of a lack of personality between different places. You know, if you're just looking at the buildings, there's not much of a difference between Emmons field farms and, everything you know no, it all yeah i mean it all looks the same that was i mean those was, sheep look weird to me that sheep those sheep look really bizarre <laughs> where's the sheep <laughs> page one they were like demon monsters one's got like glowing eyes and staring at you no i like those sheep <laughs> have you ever looked at a sheep's eyes sheep look fucked. they don't glow they don't they glow do. though sure they do you've ever seen cat's eyes in the dark Sheep are just like it. Sheep eyes glow like that? I mean, they're just yellow. They're not necessarily glowing. They're not necessarily glowing. They're yellow, William. I'm feeding, I'm feeding, I'm feeding you material. They're yellow? Like piss. How about that for material? <laughs> I feel it's super Perfect. nitpicky. Right. I know we are nitpicking through it, but talking about the goat's eyes, you know? Yeah. F- fuck goat's eyes. They look fucked up. Nobody <laughs> wants anything to do with a goat with a goat or its eyes. All right. You ever had a goat just start chewing on your clothes? It's like the worst experience ever. No, I've I've never been around a goat long enough for This is a little baby goat. This is a little baby goat. It's really cute. I'm like, "Oh, you can eat this up." I give him a little handkerchief. I give him my handkerchief to eat up. He goes, Argh. "And it's just funny." It's yeah, cute. But I, but uh, but an adult goat? Adult goats, goats fucking gross. But yeah, if, if you go a few pages ahead, like to inside of the cabin, I think it's, I think it's solid. I think the art's solid. Uh, okay. I mean, there are some nitpicky things, but it's again. In it's just, co- the more I look at it, the more I, I see things like the doorways for, for a lot of these different rooms just don't anatomically line up with the size of people. You know, yeah, well. like with with how big Tam is right next to that fire, there's a doorway to the left that seems like it's 
like a few feet lower than him. The chairs look like. I mean, it's, are, it's like supposed this... to be perspective. This is like, I don't know. But the perspective is off. Like with the perspective that we have, it just seems off, you know? And then there's another thing, like the next page, where Tam is holding like this key in his hand and it looks like a giant fucking key. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> That's huge. It's like a two foot key. But is it a two foot key? Does that key come back or is this like Attack on Titan? Uh, no, I think, I think that is, I think he goes and locks the door with it because it's a big, heavy door and needs a key that size. It must be a big, heavy key because that's a huge ass key when he's walking away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and another thing on this page is that there's a typo. So right next to the the key panel. Yeah. No one in the two rivers had ever locked their doors. They had been a need. Until now. It continues. That, that sentence continues. There had yeah. been a need until now, at least. What does that even mean? Editor! I mean, it should be there, had, there hadn't there had been a need, right? Or yeah, no one or in the two there... rivers had ever locked their doors. There had been a need. So had they're saying there had been a need to ever lock their door. It's just, if it's not a typo. That's bad. That's even, that's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> if you meant that. I mean, you you could do there had there had never been a need or there had not there had not been a need. You can do either of those. And I think that's kind of fine. Had not sounds a little weird to say out loud, but there had never been a need. That's better. And then dot, dot, dot until now. But then they they end the sentence with a period and go dot, dot, dot till until now. And look, man, I write for a living. I see this shit. Don't fool me. Then we get Tam. Bringing out his sword. Now, is this this is the sword? This is the heron mark blade with no heron mark, with no heron mark on it, like at all, not Anything. a single one. So I don't know. Yeah. You have one job. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the fucking name of it? You know? Yeah. And it changes size depending on who's carrying it. Well, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> it fits the need. It fits what you needed to do. Because like when it's in his when it's in its sheath on his side there, it seems kind of like a katana. And then when he pulls it out and holds it out it like does, that, it, it seems does, like a yeah. fucking it turns looks into like, like a, a broadsword. It looks like a broadsword. Yeah. Huge, monstrous thing. They exchange you know? a few words about it, but <clears throat> this is the problem with this. There's not enough words. I will say so far in these in these in this adaptation, there are not enough words. Yes, this is a comic book. You need both. You need pictures, you need words, and you need words. And for something like Wheel of Time, there is a lot of exposition set up. There is a lot of there's a lot of setup before we leave Emmons Field, and I feel like it's not properly happening, and we're not getting enough in uh dialogue here. And we're not getting anything in we're not getting well before this issue, we're not even with this issue, we're not getting anything from the from the background art and stuff. It's not really giving right. us exposition in the art. Yeah, it's it really like if this is your introduction into this world, like I can see, like you said earlier, I think in our first episode, you'll have no fucking idea what's going on, what yeah. any of this means. Yeah, because even any of this means. So the Trollocs are about to attack, which we'll get into the whole thing. But even even still. There's not a mention of Trollocs yet until this attack. 
And even once the once in it the happens, book, they talk about in the book they talk about Trollocs like three or four times at least. Yeah, there's at least some setup. There's enough for us to even know to know that they are half animal, half human uh, abominations for the dark one. You know, for the dark right. one, soldiers of the dark one, yada yada yada. And this, I mean, I guess we can assume they're half animals, half humans, but really, like. It's hard to tell. They might all be like goat people, mm-hmm. just going from this issue. When I'm on, what I the question I want to ask is where are the zebra people, where are the giraffe people. If they're animals, where they at? why can't Get we just up! you know, why can't we have? Whoa, my cat just fell off of a <laughs> my cat just fell off of a stack of comic books. That was a real <laughs> real thing that happened. Can't write that. Uh. Where's the where's the kangaroo man? You know what I'm saying? Tank girl? I'm with you. Where are my tank girl fans at? <laughs> they know. <laughs> the Rippers. Yeah. 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 I, I, that is a real question. Like, where where is the line drawn for Trolloc animals? What well, about insects? What about the house cat? How, insects. Ooh. You know? Yeah. What about a dung beetle man? He just rolls poop around everywhere he goes. Yeah. And he's just a man-sized dung beetle with yeah. giant ball of poop. Oh, poopy. And that's, Gorg. He named Gorg. Me roll poop around. Yeah, Gorg. We know. <laughs> yeah, we know. You're a dung beetle. Mm, you know? Poop, 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 poop. I get it. I mean, I'm a peacock. <laughs> That's why I have all these feathers I'm sticking in my butt. This is just how this is, these are just our lives. <laughs> so, next page, we finally get our introduction to a Trolloc. They burst through the door and... I'm actually okay with this Trolloc design. Like, there's not much going. There's not much to really say about the uh, about too. the Trolloc design. The other thing, the only thing I gotta say about it is that when you zoom in on the on the page, the actually the next page, when you get a good look at his face, the the top half of his face looks like a man's eyes and forehead, and underneath yeah. it looks like a moose. It does. Look, you know it, does I mean? it does look like a moose. <laughs> he kind of looks like Ron Perlman, Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Or just, or just Ron Perlman always. And so I want to point out Rand's <laughs> tactics here. He just throws like boiling water into this, in this uh, moose man's eyes, and then Tam just good, smart, good play, slice and dices his head off. It's good teamwork, for for sure. Good amount but... of gore. Good amount of gore too. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh we like going through the eye of the world in comparison to going to the great hunt now, not to give away too much, but uh, the wheel of time series is proving to me that it's far more adult than what I originally thought. And Mm -hmm. this is far better introduction into how the adult themes play into the wheel of time series. Just seeing Tam lop this motherfucker's head off, but I love the face that Trollocs making too. Like that is, (laughs) he was not expecting that. He just had a, he just had ah! hot water in his eyes. He still has the look on his face that he has a hot water in his eyes, but his head is now disconnected he's, he, from his yeah, body. Yeah, he's still processing it. He's still processing the hot water, and then his head's off. <laughs> More trolls start kicking down the door. Uh, this is basically the same sequence that plays out in in the novel in the actual book. Yeah, this is this part of the novel lends itself to a comic book pretty well, I think. Because uh, mm. it is all, it's all action, you know. But and where but I it doesn't, get it doesn't kind of gassed, like this, this issue is kind of short. It's the same length as the other issues, 
page-wise, but it feels short because there is not a lot of dialogue because there's a lot of just action panels. Yeah, well, the book filled that space out with just kind of using prose to create tension. And there, there isn't, it's hard to do that with a comic book to create tension, you know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. without people speaking. Mm-hmm. So you know? Rand picks up a hoe. Oh, that's a, hey. hoe, a garden hoe. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He picks up a garden hoe as his weapon of choice, I suppose. Which I do not recall if that is the same as in the books. He starts running around. With I don't Gardner know. Hall. I'm not going to be reading the chapters again in, in conjunction with. No, same. With this, series. I mean, we've got too many <laughs> chapters to read. Period. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. So, yeah, we, we're not going to be able to go back. Maybe if people, hey, if you want to let us know, if you want to email us at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail dot com, and let us know if there's anything that we are blatantly. I mean, we know we get things wrong, but like, if you want to let us know, I guess, uh, do that and we will, maybe we'll address it. if you want to, cause I know, I know, you know, I know one of the fun parts for everyone out there is just getting, is basically like getting angry at me, getting angry at both of us and being like, these, ah, these guys, we've got messages about it too. <laughs> we have. We've gotten a lot of messages about it. <laughs> ah, you guys. And I'm screaming out loud all the time every time Steve says, like, you know, he's back Cadillac. And I don't care. I do care. <laughs> I care so much that it makes me not care. It's like a Ouroboros. That's a snake eating its own Ouroboros. Yeah, that's why I said Ouroboros. Ouroboros is the same thing. I don't care. I would rather say snake eating its own butt. Ouroboros. <laughs> okay. I got caught that, up right? in the... He got, he yeah, went, well... Look- he just, I just watched Will metaphorically crawl into his own butt and become the circle. The, the, the Ouroboros. Or the Ouroboros. I don't know. The Roy Orbison. <laughs> and he's in a circle. His own butt was in his mouth. Oh, this is Patreon content. I mean, this is the free stuff. This is the this is the this is why hey, it's this free. Is the, this is like this YouTube. Is this is like YouTube ads right now. Add yeah. over. Uh, so yeah, Rand grabs the hoe and uh, <laughs> oh, he no, <laughs> Rand it's the same the joke. Garden hoe, sorry. And he's yelling at his dad. I'm outside. Quick, Papa. don't tell him I'm out here. <laughs> Papa, Papa, quickly! They don't know I'm out here. Please come out. And he does this action roll out of the window, which is pretty badass. Yeah, it turns out um, Tam's kind of an action hero here. Yeah. Definitely cool. no military training whatsoever. I mean, he doesn't have it, but he fooled me. He's immediately, without question, lopping heads off, diving through windows, ro- doing like battle rolls. It's impressive. The... Uh, the garden hoe changes size in Rand's hand a couple of it's times. It's magical. <laughs> it fit just like the sword. It fits whatever need, whatever you need it for, and he needed it to be so longer. They they run out into the forest like they've uh, being chased by Trollocs, and they get away from they get away from the Trollocs. Uh, and Tamps accidentally sneaks up on Rand again, and Rand gives him a big old elbow to. Uh, I mean, that's no accident. He's sneaking up on purpose. Try to cover Rand's mouth so he doesn't scream out and go, Papa! Papa! 
And then have a Trollocs be like, no, Gadu. Now, I wonder, I wonder, like, you know, this hit that Rand does here is the one that injures Tam. Because Tam is already, like, bleeding at this point and laying yeah, down. Yeah, he seemed to and make it nothing... out fine until Rand decks him right here. And then yeah. Tam's all of a sudden real hurting. Yeah. And now it's up to Rand to take his father out of here. And now there's... They, he runs to the he he runs to the barn to go get the uh, the the cart, cart that they had, but he never once thinks about get using the wheelbarrow that I have seen the wheelbarrow that I have seen in multiple pages throughout this. Are you sure, book. it's not a wheelbarrow. I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure, but you know, <laughs> our fans can come let us know what if I'm mispronouncing that wrong too. <laughs> wheelbarrow, as I think it's how it's pronounced. But yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. He missed. Uh, where's that wheelbarrow? Oh yeah. I mean, it's on like page two. It's on page like nine. Well, he forgot. He kind of forgot about that. Rand kind of forgot about the wheelbarrow. Kind of, kind of forgot about the wheelbarrow. Oh well. Writers, am I right? Will's a writer. <laughs> so he gets back to that's the same sequence that happens in the books unfolds here he gets in the house starts looking around there's a trollic still in the house his, his name is narg he does the whole narg smart narg narg smart narg narg good I narg. narg i don't I know narg. how i feel narg about narg cool. because he's a, kind of a piece of shit if he like if he was cool he could have stuck around and like joined our he party looks like, immediately he looks like john bernthal if you zoom up on the face where you see when you look at him, you know, he looks like John Bernthal. That's yeah, the Punisher right there. <laughs> he does. So Narg so Narg in the books or Narg in this comic looks the depiction he looks like John Bernthal with like a tiger with a mouth. mouth. With a cat mouth. Yeah. Like a panther mouth. Grey. That's it though. That seems to be his only animal the only part of him that is animal that we can tell. Oh, it looks like he has a hoof. He's a hoof. They're really leaning into the part man, part animal thing, and I really wish that they just kind of kept more to animal. It, it yeah. looks like they're making them more like three part man, one part animal. So yeah. far, other than the mouth, other than the mouth and the foot and the feet. You know? Well, some of the others had more, but Narg really doesn't have much. Which is like that's not how I pictured Narg. I thought Narg was like a monster. I thought Narg had horns. He looked like a goat. Yeah, he was a goat man. He was dancing around yeah. playing a fiddle. Scary. <laughs> Scary stuff. So Narg does his little switcheroo. He's like, Narg won't hurt Narg won't hurt you, and then put your sword down, and then Rand does, and then he tries to hurt him, and Rand kills him. Rip Narg. And they still a bit of like still a bit of gore there. Yep. You know, the old sword the, through the belly. A whole, whole bunch of uh bodies are lying around here. We get a little we get a little bit of a shot of it on one of the panels. And uh, yeah, Tam apparently Tar- Tam just cleaned house. <laughs> he just annihilated all of them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Which is weird because I don't know how Tam got out of there. And then Narg says that others left as well, too. But he stayed and played dead because he knew people come back. But that doesn't really make sense. But whatever. Maybe he, maybe he does that. He did that trick. You know, when you're a kid and you're playing like swords with your friends and you want to show it off that you you've been stabbed or something like that. You put the sword underneath your arm. It's a good trick. It, he, you know, and he did that with his own sword. You know, he just put it <laughs> underneath his arm. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, no, she died. The sword into his <laughs> belly. 
And Norik's smart, baby. And uh, yeah, Rand comes back to the barn. Or maybe this is the first time he's coming to the barn. It doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, he can't get the cart working. <laughs> and I forgot about a wheelbarrow. Yeah, this is the first time he goes to the barn. And he's like, oh, the cart's not working. Why the cart's not working, I don't really understand. It looks like relatively okay. I don't know. I think it's missing wheels on the other side. You know, it's only got wheels Fair, on one but side. I don't know why you just wouldn't put it on. He instead, like, chops some wood up with a sword, I guess, to go make a a sling or, like, a bed or something. Not a sling, but, like, a... I don't know. Well, in the book, I know that he, I, he uses the pieces of wood, and I think he uses, like, a coat or, like, a tarp or something to hold Tam in the center of it, and he drags them. Yeah, um, it, it looks like that. Puts him on the logs. I think that's puts what he's doing. Puts him on the doing. logs and drags him with the logs or something like that. But it just doesn't seem very practical, you know. And those logs look heavy. Those are heavy logs. <laughs> those are heavy logs. But I mean, that's basically <clears throat> this issue that he brings. He gets comes back with the logs, and Tam's yeah, like, my, "My boy," and he's like, "Papa," and then it says, "To be continued." And you're like, "Wow, wow! I cannot wait for the next issue." I really can't. Yeah, it, it uh, hits off, it ends off on a cliffhanger. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, after after going through this issue, I feel like I gotta be a little lighter on the art. Um, no, say, but I say that, your piece. You know, I thought that say was kind of what we were doing your uh, after after the second issue. She's so like, yeah, let's just laying into that art. book to pieces. No, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> let's rip this book to pieces. I'm just saying, for me, I did not feel very passionately, negatively towards the art in this book. Like, even look, okay, even look at the, what, this last couple, this last page where Rand is running through the woods with the wood. Yeah. I mean, that's good woods. Look at the background. That's good woods. Yeah. Looks woody. You can Very definitely woody. tell just from the background that he is now from where he is in the panel above with the countryside farm. He is now not there anymore. He's in a forest. Tam looks like he de-aged like 20 years in this last. Tam, I don't know what is happening with Tam, but yeah, it's not. He looks he looks it's like Elon hair. Musk when he smoked that blunt on Joe Rogan. <laughs> his hair is brown now. You know, he's got a healthy glow going on. Yeah, it looks weird. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, for me, this is the strongest issue. This is my favorite issue so far. Gotcha. Out of the three. Gotcha. I still think the first one is my favorite. Yeah, uh, actually, the first one might be my favorite, too. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the the new introduction to uh, the story, you know how they did that, like, uh, the storytelling with with a uh, Egwene. I like that a lot. And I would, again, I wish that was still here because I, maybe they'll do it in the next issue. I doubt it though. It seems like it's following the book piece, like literally word for word at this point. Yeah. I do wish that they like show the attack from Emin Fields point of view, you know, like Matt's yeah, having, Matt's playing a prank. Didn't see. Yeah. Like Matt's playing a prank on, uh, I don't know. Even uh, for like a variant on. cover, you know, like, why not have a yeah. a variant cover be like Matt chopping up a trollic? That's fun. Or uh, or Perrin just in the in doing smithing stuff, doing blacksmith stuff. 
Just like yeah. hit, hitting a hammer on stuff. Or uh, wolf stuff. Sniffing butt- yeah. butts. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> but I'm sure um, we'll get there. I really I, hope I got a question. I got a I really, question for you. Yeah, what do you got? Um, what would you... So, so far, like, we're three issues in. It's not very far at all. But do you have any other fantasy comic books that you'd probably recommend before you recommend the Wheel of Time yes. comic book? And which ones would they be? Yes. <clears throat> uh, I would... I would... Mm, right off the bat, I was going to say that... Uh, the Game of Thrones one's worth checking out, but I really don't know if it is. I don't know. It was all been a long time since I read it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. Um, but it's a okay. glowing recommendation right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here we go. There's an Image Comics book called Birthright. That is a very good book. Mm. That is about a a little boy who is like born in human world, and he has a birthright in magical fantasy world and I, like when he becomes a certain age which is pretty young if, if i remember it's like 10 or something he mm-hmm. gets sucked into that other world and it's it's really good orcs and it's good uh rat queens that is oh you you told me about this one actually a couple of years ago rat queens was a lot of fun it unfortunately became a little bit of a mess uh behind the scenes with the creative team and stuff but it is essentially a D&D campaign in a that's just a that's a comic and it's about a group of all females assassins mercenaries not assa- they yeah they're they're like a mer- it's a their D&D team there's four of them and uh hmm. there's one that's like a lady dwarf and there's like a there's a couple wizards there's like a tiny little elf elf girl who eats mushrooms all the time like magic mushrooms cuz she's fun she's crazy and she's like ooh and so it's got that flavor to it too <laughs> And, uh, there's like another group of, uh, there's like an, they're, they're like a team. So they're like a, they're like a D and D mercenary team called rat Queens. And they, they get hired to go like slay a dragon or to go like, you know, do any number of tasks. And then there's a bunch of other mercenary teams around that sort of compete for the same jobs. And there's one that's called the four Daves and it's four guys named Dave. And there's like orc Dave. One of them's orc Dave. He's an orc. His name's Dave. One of them's uh, <laughs> a dwarf too, and then the dwarf Dave and the the Rat Queen's uh, dwarf. Spoilers, but they have a love connection. It is a it is a really fun, it's a really fun series, and it's all over the place. And it is LGBTQ friendly as fuck. I mean, beyond friendly. I mean, the, those characters are all, all having sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys for so much for listening. A uh, little bit of a shorter one today. We'll be back next week. Ah. Hey, just showing looks like a rat queen. Yeah. Looks like a little rat queen over there. We'll be back next week with issue three for the Wheel of Time graphic novel series. <laughs>